As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, readers, I'm Ann Bogle, and this is our first unplanned impromptu mini episode of What Should I Read Next? We told you last week that we were taking this week off, and we are mostly. But I wanted to pop into your podcast feed today because I realized if I didn't, I wouldn't get a chance to tell you about our library class before it happened. And I know we have legions of library lovers in our audience. And since we're here talking about books, I'm going to pounce on this opportunity to try something new. I want to tell you about one great book. About that library class. Two years ago, I started the Modern Mrs. Darcy Book Club. It's probably important here to tell you that I have a blog that I started five years before the podcast. It's called Modern Mrs. Darcy. If you've never checked it out, you can do so at modernmrsdarcy.com. And yes, that is a Jane Austen reference in the title. And the common thread through every post is that I strive to discuss timeless issues from a timely perspective. And that's where the name of the book club comes from. So the book club is a one of a kind online community devoted to 24-7 book talk, reading discussions and author chat and classes that help you get more out of your reading life, like book journaling for book lovers and one hour to a better bookstagram. Our new class coming this week is devoted to that last thing. Around here, we want to help you get more out of your reading life. And readers, what we've learned about you over the years is that you are avid readers. In technical terms, that means you read a heck of a lot more than your average human being. And so it really didn't come as a surprise to learn through surveys we've done over the years that if you read a lot of books, you're probably on very good terms with your local library. We've created our new class with you in mind, the reader who reads not just the average half dozen, but 30 or 50 or 100 or more titles every year. This class is called Get More Out of Your Library, and it covers exactly that, how to get more books, more more resources, more value, more reading satisfaction out of your local or not so local, and we talk about that, library. We talk about the books, the programs, the resources, the people, and share tips and tricks that you can put to use in your own life, in your own town, to get more out of your library. We pack tons of information into this one-hour class, and it's happening this week. Book Club members can join us live, that's Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, or any time afterwards they choose. I'm teaching that class live, but it will be ready and waiting for members to watch in our class library absolutely any time at all, at their convenience. We will make the class available in our shop next week. You can visit the shop anytime at whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash shop, but members will get it first, and the price will be included in their $10 monthly membership, which is cheaper than the $15 the class will cost if you choose to purchase it a la carte if you're not a member. If you want to get in on that class, visit members.modernmrsdarcy.com to sign up now.
On that page, you'll also find out about what's happening in book club this summer. We have info there on our summer reading selections that we read and discuss together, our author chats with minimalist summer reading guide authors, our classes past and present, and a new event we're doing this year, a best book you've read this summer chat in mid-July that I am really excited about. All that information is at members.modernmrsdarcy.com. If you prefer to get the library class and just the library class, stay tuned. I'll let you know when it's in our shop at whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash shop. This class was so fun to put together. I think you're going to get a lot out of it, and I can't wait to share it with our book club members this week. And now, one great book. Readers, my family is just back from a week at the beach. Actually, that's a week at the beach and one day at Annie Jones's awesome bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia for our live event. And actually, can I tell you a story about being on the road? My family was driving down to the Florida Panhandle and we're not overly fond of road trips, but we were making progress on our drive south. And about a week ago, in the middle of Alabama, I said to my husband, Will, who was driving, hey, do you want to stop at that peach stand my friend Amy was telling us about? And he said, sure. And I loaded it into our maps app and realized it was just five miles ahead. So we told the kids to put on their shoes and we pulled off the highway. So we stop at this cute little peach stand and we hit the bathrooms and start browsing the peaches and the peanuts and the strawberries when this woman walks up to my husband and says, Will Bogle? And he turns and is obviously surprised. And then there's hugging. And then she turns to me and says, I'm Leslie. Werner, Adam's parking the car. He'll be right here. So let me explain. I feel like I shouldn't have favorite What Should I Read Next episodes. Really and truly, I love everyone. And every episode is somebody like one of your favorites. But one of my favorite episodes is number 31. And my guest in that one is Adam Werner. He's a professional audiobook narrator. I love it because I love to learn about how my favorite books are put together. And my conversation with Adam taught me so much about how audiobooks are put together. I love audiobooks. So this episode was all kinds of revelatory nerdy fun for me as a listener. Also, this episode with Adam may contain my very favorite line in What Should I Read Next History, so you can see why I'm partial to it. So, almost two years ago now, after Adam and I recorded his episode, we chatted a bit after about our families and where we live and what we do, and in the course of our conversation, we had one of those small world moments where we realized that my husband Will and his wife Leslie used to work together as resident assistants at the same college in Illinois, which is how nearly 20 years later, I got to meet my podcast guest and fellow reader Adam Verner at a peach stand in Clanton, Alabama. Readers, I feel like I really shouldn't be surprised anymore in the incredible ways books bring people together, but still, this was a little bit shocking and completely delightful to experience. Of course, we snapped a picture and I shared it on Instagram last night so you can see our photographic proof on the What Should I Read Next account on Instagram. Now, back to my one great book for today. I spent the week at the beach, which means I got a ton of reading in. In my usual pace on a beach vacation, I read a book a day, and this trip was no exception. Early in our trip, I shared an Instagram story about what I was reading that day. It was a novel called The Lola Quartet by Station Eleven author Emily St. John Mandel. 
I shared a photo of the book cover on Instagram, and I talked about how even though my paperback copy was brand new, it was looking a little dingy because I was reading at the pool, so it had gotten a little swollen because it got a little damp, and I asked you all if you thought I was doing my book grievous harm by reading it at the pool or not. And I expected you to have strong opinions about this. But I was really surprised by the responses I got to that Instagram story, not because you were horrified at the way I was treating or mistreating my book, but because literally dozens of readers messaged me and said some version of the following. I'm so excited that Emily St. John Mandel has a new book coming out. I loved her first book, Station Eleven. How long do I have to wait to read this next one? Now, these assumptions are not unreasonable. Mandel does have a new book in the works. The Glass Hotel is expected in 2019, and I, for one, cannot wait to read it. And as is my habit, as you know, if you follow me on Instagram or listen to me here, I did take a stack of unpublished advanced review copies, that means books that haven't actually been available for purchase yet, to the beach. But the Lola Quartet wasn't one of them. It came out in May 2012. That's six years ago. It was Emily St. John Mandel's third book following her first two, The Singer's Gun and Last Night in Montreal. But your responses made me realize that not enough readers, even readers who loved her fourth, not her first novel, Station Eleven, that they don't know about the Lola Quartet. And so today I'd like to tell you about it because it's a great book. Readers, this reading thing is personal. And on what should I read next? We are all about giving you the information you need to choose your next read. Here's what you need to know about the Lola Quartet. So like her blockbuster hit Station Eleven, in this novel, Emily St. John Mandel fuses a careful literary writing style with a mystery. And this book grabs your attention right from the start. And by that, I mean, I read the opener out loud to my husband at the pool because I was so impressed at the way she hooks you. In the opening line, we meet a 17-year-old girl who's living in hiding with her infant daughter. Two paragraphs later, we get this singer. There was a plastic shopping bag duct taped to the underside of the stroller. It held a little under $118,000 in cash. I mean, what is happening here? At this point, we're still on the first page. And of course, I as a reader wanted to know what happens next. Well, what happens next is we meet the members of the Lola Quartet one by one, first in flashback. They met as high school students in Florida. Gavin played trumpet, Jack played sax, Daniel played bass, and Sasha played the drums. If you're thinking, hmm, this setup sounds a lot like this summer smash debut, The Ensemble, you're not wrong. The books are far from read-alikes. One is essentially a dysfunctional family story, the other a literary mystery. But if you enjoy one of these books, you're likely to enjoy the other. So jot that down now in your reading journal. But back to the Lola Quartet. These kids are linked by music, even though 10 years later, their lives have gone in different and disappointing directions. 10 years later, here's where we are. Gavin's sister encounters a girl who bears an uncanny resemblance to her brother Gavin and whose last name is the same as his old girlfriend's from high school. His sister is convinced that this child must be her niece, her brother's daughter, and so she sneaks a photo and sends it to her brother so he can see for himself. But someone else sees her take that photo and the ramifications of that single photograph, oh, they are impressive and terrible. Later in the story, one character asks another, how far would you go for someone you love? These characters are pushed to the brink because of that photograph. And I was so impressed by the way Mandel unfolded the story piece by piece by piece. 
I need to stop and tell you how much I loved, especially Gavin, as a character. He feels like he was born in the wrong decade, is obsessed with film noir, and works as a reporter for the New York Star. Mandel stylishly plays off these traits. One of my favorite lines in the whole book is when his reporter colleague says to him, look at you, the fedora, the trench coat. You want to run around the city with a flashbulb camera and a press card in your hat band. And Gavin says, how is that a problem? And his friend says, your problem is that you don't really want to work in a newspaper per se. You want to work in 1925. And Gavin says, I don't disagree. And I love him for that. So exchanges like those are really fun. And they highlight Mandel's graceful and witty style. Her prose here is tight and smart. The story is dripping in atmosphere, whether she takes you to muggy suburban Florida or smoke-filled jazz clubs in New York City. And the novel really does have a noir feel to it. In fact, you can make a really excellent book flight by reading this book in conjunction with Judy Blundell's What I Saw and How I Lied, and the new Modern Mrs. Darcy Summer Reading Guide pick from Laura Lippman, Sunburn, because all three books have a distinctly noir vibe. I loved Mandel's most recent novel, Station Eleven, and have read it multiple times. The style here is similar, but the story is so very different. And as a reader, that made the Lola Quartet a whole lot of fun. In short, if you like the sound of a carefully crafted literary detective novel, the Lola Quartet may be the next great book you're looking for. Readers, we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled episode. In the meantime, I hope you'll join us for our new class, Get More Out of Your Library. Get the details and sign up at members.modernmrsdarcy.com. And I'd love to hear what you thought about today's one great book. The easiest way to get in touch is to hit reply to our free weekly newsletter. Sign up at whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash newsletter. You can also email me at Anne. that's and with an E at modernmrsdarcy.com. Readers, if you're on Twitter, let me know there at Ann Bogle. That is Ann with an E, B as in books, O-G-E-L. Tag us on Instagram to share what you are reading. You can find me there at Ann Bogle and at What Should I Read Next. Readers, that's it for our little episode today. Thanks so much for listening. And as Reiner Maria Rilke said, ah, how good it is to be among people who are reading. Happy reading, everyone. Let Mysteries at Midnight be your destination for detective whodunits and captivating mystery stories. You'll hear classic stories like Sherlock Holmes, Agatha Christie's Poirot and short tales from H.G. Wells, Charles Dickens, Edgar Allan Poe and others. I'm Christopher and I read these classic stories in the soothing style of a bedtime story so you can listen to them in bed when you drift off to sleep. Search for Mysteries at Midnight on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast app and follow and subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes. Have you ever wondered how inbred the Habsburgs really were? What women in the past used for birth control? Or what Queen Victoria's nine children got up to? On the History Tea Time podcast, I profile remarkable queens and LGBTQ plus royals, explore royal family trees, and delve into women's medical history and other fascinating topics. Join me every Tuesday for History Tea Time, wherever fine podcasts are enjoyed.